Oh, man, not the smoothie rent. You talking about kale, chia seed, coconut juice, avocados? You know how many avocados is in this boy's body? Welcome to Black and White Movies Pod. This is a podcast where we compare and contrast two movies that may or may not have some similarities, which we'll delve into. So I'm Jared, and I'm here with... Danielle. Cool, and today we're looking at what women want from the year 2000 and what men want from the year 2019. And I'm going to mix those two up. They have very similar titles. And tell me, what are these movies about, Danielle? Um, so just like all the fantastical movies, like, uh, switching places, like big, like, um, those fantasy stories, what it's a, what if premise and it has, what if you can hear the other sex's thoughts? Yeah. How would you use that? Would you use that power for good or would you use that power for evil? Yeah. And this is the f- first in, for our podcast where what men want is a direct remake of what women want. They started from the same script and then they just did a gender swap. That's right. Yeah. Well, did they? Yeah, they did. No, they in, didn't. In but one, I think we'll talk about that, won't we? In one, the man gets hit on the head or electrocuted and he can hear women. Mm-hmm. And in the other, the woman gets potioned and hit on the head and can hear men. Okay. Well, let's start back a little bit further. So okay. we have What Women Want, starring Mel Gibson. Yes. And um, the lady with the big four. <laughs> <laughs> Helen Hunt is her name. Sorry. <laughs> okay. Not a fan of Mad About You. I, I don't like body shaming on this podcast, so that's a bad place to start I have off. a huge forehead, so... It's kind of like if you have one, you can do it. I have a huge forehead, but you can't notice because the rest of my head is also huge. So it all blends together. Oh, cool. Well, um, Heather Hunt and Mel Gibson. Hel- Helen Hunt. <laughs> Did I say Heather? <laughs> That's okay. We, can re- we like okay. to rename people here. Helen Hunt and Mel Gibson um, starring What Women Want and then Taraji P. Henson and... Uh, God, I, okay. We got to start this back. No, I'm God, so keep sorry. Going. You're I'm doing so good. So sorry. Wait, were you? Were you? Were you got tripped up because you were going to say Taraji um, Henson? Yes. Taraji Henson and uh, you. I think you were going to say Aldous Hodge star in. I was going to say Aldous Hodge, but they have. Um, that's why I couldn't do it because I can't remember his name again. She's the he's the love the interest. Cover. Will right? He's the he love is interest. the love interest, but, but he's not on he's the cover. Not on the cover. So we go back to our box yes. art, right? My Who's bo- I was, the movie. I was robbed of a Taraji Henderson uh, romance, which I wanted to see with Tracy Morgan. Uh, yes. Well, you didn't get that right. No. So um, yeah, but I wanted to go back to the fact that she doesn't even have a love interest in this movie. No, she has Will. She's the he's the love interest. They end up together at the end. Right. So, okay. So, anyway, that was where I want to start with this movie. Okay. You said that they have taken literally the the male and replaced it with the female, right? Yes. But they didn't because a woman this is not a woman. This is a woman in a man's world and yes. a woman acting yes. like a man, uh sleeping with men like a man would a woman uh she carries herself in 
treats her assistant bad and like a, a man would have yeah. a female assistant. So she's just a a woman, but in a in a male dominated world and and acts and duplicates that same thing. There's that la- that there's that layer to it. Yeah, that was what probably turned me off right away. Mm-hmm. Uh, that was just me. I just think that if you're going to do that, then you probably want to do the female version of what a woman, what, you know, what men want. So what men want, what women want to know about what men want is not the same thing that men want to know about what women want. Right. So I think that that was where they made the mistake. That's what I observed too, is like what women want gets to be a cleaner narrative because Mel Gibson is already in a man's world. And so he just had to have the nice clean arc of becoming a better, more empathetic man where there's too many layers for um, Taraji Henson in what men want, because in a lot of ways she's, she's not as flawed of a character because she has, she has so many legitimate obstacles in the world of not just being a woman in this male dominated industry, but being a black woman in this male dominated industry. So they had to go out of their way to give her these extra character flaws like, oh, she mistreats her assistant and she um, is in a, inattentive to, uh, to men who do treat her well, like Will. So to me, it didn't get to be a cleaner, just fun narrative as much as meant what women want did. Right. I mean, it literally, they both took the exact same storyline, right? So mm-hmm. um, you have the... Uh, protagonist who is a jerk and you know doesn't understand people they have some sort of event now they can hear the other sexist thoughts yeah it's devastating and and baffling and hard and you know frazzly and um they want to get rid of this thing this this ability then they find out (laughs) that they can bend this ability to their will and make it um, work for them on their behalf yep and then they go use it uh, misuse it, yeah, and uh, real get get caught using it, mm-hmm. <laughs> and then they go ahead and um, it's it's the the gift is gone, and now they feel bad. Yep. It's the exact same plot, same right? hits each, a lot of same movie, beats, same story. Um, which, if I heard you or anybody else speaking in my head, your thoughts. I would listen first. Yeah. <laughs> I wouldn't freak out. I don't know. I, I just think that was just so typical, so standard, I guess. Yeah. The, I mean, you got to kind of God. really suspend disbelief here because, number one, people's thoughts wouldn't make sense. Men's thoughts, I think, would be a lot more graphic and horrifying. And what made what women once narrative more messy is Mel Gibson can also hear dogs' thoughts. And he can also hear thoughts over the phone, which to me just really stretched the logic. Well, I guess the question is, can you just hear male thoughts or just human thoughts? So now now it's just saying male. Well, for him, it was male, female for her. For Taraji, it was male. I'm but sorry. For him, he heard a poodle's thoughts. That's what then I mean. he heard. Heather Hunt's uh, th- Helen Hunt's thoughts over the phone. <laughs> <laughs> it's contagious. Um yeah, that's what I mean. I'm, I'm sorry. I said male, but I meant female. Yeah. So you can, whether it's a female dog, mm-hmm. you can hear. And Dude, to me, that was just crazy. They could have let the daughter. Was a stretch. It was just, I mean, I think neither one of them used those powers to their benefit. Like, you know, okay, so quick question, mm-hmm. sidebar. 
if you had a superpower, what would it be? That this brings up that ultimate question. That was the that's probably the thesis question yeah. in this in this movie. Everybody asks, if you had a superpower, what would it be? I always say invisibility. Go, Jerry. Flight. Obviously, you, you want to fly. You said oh, obviously. Obviously, flight. Flight like a bird. No, like a. I just jump up and glide to where I want to go. Like, <laughs> so like, like Neo in the Superman Matrix way. or yeah, Superman? Like, I'll say Neo in the Matrix because he's better than Superman. But kind of isn't Iron Man okay? We're we're gonna go way down the rabbit hole if we do that. But um, okay, so you said flight. So in this one, somebody wants to hear. They didn't want somebody. It. They both hated the power at first, but then they what? had a moment where they kind of were learned to use it. Okay, so they embraced it. They were. It was like a horror show at first for them. I wonder. Okay, so if I'm listening to somebody's thoughts in my head, is it devastating, weird, and scary? Uh. I think it would be. Yeah, telepathy is not for the faint of heart. Okay. I guess in Castle Rock, she does get freaked out about being able to hear yeah. his thoughts in, in season one. Okay. And there's something, both the, the interesting thing about these movies, too, is there's something very uncinematic about telepathy, too. Because, like, the sound mixing wasn't quite as good in uh, What Men Want. and But in both cases, it's just weird to see people's mouths and face not move, but their thoughts are moving, and the actors have to pause in a weird way so it's 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 inherently uncinematic but it is kind of once you're into it it's kind of fun and interesting i guess to some extent well i i must say that i totally have fun um watching what men want when it first came out Mm -hmm. i thought it was fresh um (laughs) you know what i mean something different never heard of it um i can i think if i were a kid now i probably would like this too um, but it was too little, too late. There wasn't enough Tracy Morgan for me. Like, like okay, this is a perfect vehicle for Tracy Morgan because you can just hear his non sequiturs, and we got a few of them, but not enough. Like, the one I remember is he was what, like, Elon Musk is like a James Bond villain. Like, he, <laughs> he should wear a glove. Like, that kind of stuff. Like, I want to hear, like, a right. thousand of those. In okay. The movie. okay. I would have liked him to have been the love interest, too. Where oh, ma- okay. Where he's, like... Has an impenetrable un- 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 psyche because he is so obtuse that she can't game him like she games other people by just by hearing their thoughts. Yeah, I. So what if this was a ser- what if these were serious movies? Okay. Like what if they weren't you know the Hollywood typical um, you know what's what's what is the one with um, it's like big but they did the same thing with the little. Little, they did the same. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Which I think was the same writer or something. Had okay. a connection to this movie. Okay. Producer okay. or something. Yeah, you went way deeper than, than I did in the IMDb profile. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, so I, I thought of it and I was like, okay, while I was watching it, would I want to see this as a serious movie? I said, you know what? Yeah. As a serious movie, this might be interesting yeah. to me. Well, I wouldn't. I wouldn't say these are unserious in a way. They have a. They both have feminist themes. Again. Oh, here you go. They do, They both do. How? I mean, you got Mel Gibson literally crying when he's watching uh, Richard Simmons, and his whole arc is to come around to be find empathy, and uh, with uh, you would say uh, Taraji and what men want. She's it's a female empowerment because she's becoming the boss bee. Uh, leaving her sports agency to start her own. 
You can insert cricket right here. <laughs> I'm not saying it's not it's saying Hollywood. It's Hollywood. We there talk we about go. this a lot. It's Hollywood woke, where it's performative and you know, but there was an earnestness to it in at least Mel Gibson's portrayal. Say what you want about Mel Gibson, he has a odd charisma and he can really sell a character arc. I have zero problems with Mel Gibson. I love crotchety old men who say oh. whatever they want. And uh he listen, I believe that everybody should be able to say whatever they want. Yeah. And uh, and this is in reference to the movie, but everybody should also get the consequences of whatever they choose to say. Yeah. Right? So, he can have his weird braces closed uh <laughs> ideas and entertain us all with his drunken slurs yeah <laughs> uh, but he can also you know get that work when yeah. people are pissed off when they find out yeah. like hey you know you're anti-semitic and you suck for my woke points i'm gonna say i have a big problem with mel gibson yeah. so i get two woke points but i would like to see this that movie what women want remade but he can hear the thoughts of jewish people <laughs> now that's Good because yes, they would come for him. Yeah. Yes, mm -hmm. rightfully so. But his character Nick was mm -hmm. a son of a bitch in this movie. Like he is a hard. He has his undeniable Mel Gibson charisma, but he molests like ten women in the first ten minutes of this movie. Does he molest him? He is Mel Gibson. He grabs right? an ass. He. I'm sorry, but Marissa Tomei said no to him in so many different ways, and I know the movie's trying to play it where like she's. She's saying playing no, but meaning get. yes and playing hard to get. But she literally said no, and he just would not stop. Um, yeah, that's kind of, I guess, unfortunately, that's standard practice. So, again, we go back to we're doing this for the black and white of it all, which we'll get to because mm -hmm. uh, there's a, a big asterisk here in this one. Yeah. Um, but with, with the fact that how they treat women – Again, in mm -hmm. this movie versus uh, how women are non-existent in the other movie. In what <laughs> men want. Kind of odd to me. Yeah. Um, but. That's true. It, what men want, I don't think would pass the Bechdel test necessarily. Again, here you go with that Bechdel test. Go ahead. Run it down because I'm not, I'm not in on well, it. I, I have I'll no probably idea. Google this. I'll probably explain it wrong. But the Bechdel test is basically are there. Women characters that are talking to each other. Oh not, yeah, yeah, yeah. To Go not ahead. advance like the 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 plot of a, another man, something like that. So she has her cadre of friends. So it might it might actually pass the Bechdel test, but okay. But but she is aggressively trying to be better than a man in a man's world. And that's movie. not what women are doing. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. We're it's, trying to be women. Yeah. Um, not men, not try and put on the suits and be men. Like yeah. some men, some women may want that. Most women want to be women <laughs> and respected, therefore, in male spaces. Yeah. And you said this episode's going to have a big asterisk. Would that asterisk have anything to do with the director of this movie? No. Um, that's, an, that's clearly an issue, but clearly normal practice here. Yeah. Uh, th my asterisk is the fact that Taraji, um, you, you, you have a handful of black characters mm -hmm. in a, a black-led film, and then you have none, <laughs> literally, in what men want. And, mm -hmm. and the obligation there of Hollywood to feel like um, that you do have to have. So, like, 
if you were to look at, I don't know if you've ever seen Eddie Murphy's Boomerang, mm-hmm. right? And they're at an ad agency. It's a black ad agency. Yeah. And there's black people and there's black executives and there's black, uh, you know, creatives and, and all of that. Um, but in this particular case, she's the only one there. That mm-hmm. is totally a thing. I, yeah. I agree with that. Um, and then outside of her world is still just very white. Yeah. So to me, I just felt like um, it's trying to be inclusive, but in a from the lens of a clearly a white person. It's yeah. Not a white, from the white it's not from director. a black perspective. Yeah. And so this this read to me as a white movie, yeah. not any way close to a black movie or a movie that yeah. a, a black person would. This is not how I would see it as a director and, at all. And in a way, that's kind of the point the movie's making is it's a black woman navigating a chauvinistic, patriarchal, white man's racist society. But because she's in that world fighting it, not necessarily fighting it, trying to uh, subsume herself in it, it doesn't get to celebrate um, uh, a black culture like some of the other movies we've looked at that did or it's not even representative necessarily even when she's with her friends um she has two black friends one white friend who is wendy mclevin and i I think she was almost playing a sequel to her character in bridesmaids where she always plays the horny uh alcoholic sidekick friend but but in this case she's christian so she just talks about how oh i used to be really horny and alcoholic and enjoy drugs but now and she name checks two live crew uh, but the the obligatory (laughs) white insert friend here like that no one has who's like ratchet and extra who's your black friend jared uh you are exactly thank thank you (laughs) thank you for being my friend uh no problem not your friend but oh. uh, I'm totally oh. kidding. Totally kidding. I thought we were friends. <laughs> my butt right so now <laughs> It's actually my brother. Like, we're totally twins. <laughs> Dang. No, I was are. counting on you to fill that column. <laughs> you got Eric. All right. Eric, you're my backup. Eric's your phone. Oh, Okay. So, um, yeah, but... That is a glaring mm-hmm. um, mistake. I don't want to call it a mistake. They, they intentionally did this. This was for this was a cash grab, right? Yeah. Well, I wouldn't say it's a cash it's grab. A the cash people had fun making this movie. Grab. Um, this is not to appeal to me. It was to appeal to you, like yeah. most movies. So that's why I say it was a cash well, grab. It's not a. It's not something that um, if they wanted if they wanted to appeal to me, they would have just called me up and said, Hey, Danielle, are you available to direct this movie? Yeah, okay, <laughs> and I'd have been like, well, I don't know. Let me see the script. Right. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, but yeah, I think that that is a, a problem of Hollywood. That is, that is very common. And when you're trying to put leads in the movie. So, mm-hmm. you know, if you have a Will Smith movie, you usually never see another black person anywhere yeah. near the film. Um, no, no shade on Will Smith. It just is what it is. Um, but that is a very common occurrence. Um, and you can sit there and watch the entirety of what women want. And then all the side and peripheral characters, you have Mel Gibson and he's, whether it's uh, Loretta Devine, who is now, you know, now and even then was a pretty big actor. Mm-hmm. But, um, you know, she's a doorman and now yeah. she's checking him out and, you know, she's objectifying him. Um, you know, so it's kind of like, really, Loretta Devine gets to, like, she's kind of, like, iconic. Well, you know, yeah. and she is now, I guess, maybe she At least she got a good then, day's work but, out of it. 
yeah. So um, that that's where I think I, I was a little bit um, annoyed in looking back. I, I, it, I I've never I would have never put these two movies together. I would have never chose these movies to actually look at. But uh, hey. We're here now. <laughs> yes, we watched these movies. Yeah. And the reason why we do this uh, listening audience is to just kind of have certain conversations that have never been had, maybe, about comparing yeah. um, styles in a fun manner, but also in a, you know, maybe we should think about these things a little yeah. bit different. Maybe we should start to look at how thoughtfully, whether it's a comedy or whether it's a um, a drama how thoughtfully we're looking at who's in front of and who's behind mm-hmm. uh, the camera. And whether one of these is a white movie and one of them's a black movie or whether they're both white, like the clearly they were intended for um, di- a different kind of broad audience. Like uh, what men want is more in today's style where it's almost, it's very, very light comedy and it doesn't feel as much of a movie like what women want, like just the way it's shot and everything what women want felt more like a movie to me. The cinematography, I was more impressed by. Um, the I, look, yeah, the look of it for and for whatever. And a lot of comedies today feel kind of the same. Whereas I, maybe it's just my era. I appreciate romantic comedies like the '80s and '90s a little bit more. One of the things that cinematically, you know, comedies have a specific look. They're high key. You know, mostly wide shots. They have, you know, they follow the characters. Everybody is nice and pretty and and um, always at their best. Um, and for me, that's just been a, a difficult thing to watch over the years, I guess. I mm-hmm. like something a little bit more uh, rough. But I like, I like this look uh, in general, meaning I, I'm okay with just telling a story straight. Mm-hmm. It, yeah. it, 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 it gives you... No, there's no nothing unexpected. You can insert anybody into each role. It yeah. doesn't matter who it is um, because it is for general audiences. Yeah. And the bigger the budget, that's kind of how things are playing out. So you have this turnkey system that the Hollywood machine expects yeah. when it comes to how these movies are produced. There is no creativity uh, involved in the making of either one of these movies. I think you probably have more creativity because they were laying the foundation Mm -hmm. in the Melvin Gibson version as opposed to this particular version. Yeah. Um, Well, speaking of creativity, though, I do think What Men Want was a little bit more delighted by Erica Badu's uh, performance of Sista than I was. I did not really think the character was that funny and like for that to be the turn that that is the inciting incident which causes her the telepathy uh this character was kind of a grifter and she had a tea concoction from haiti that was like jasmine tea with i think she said crack weed and peyote and that to me i was just like it seemed like a low blow like really low class like if you're respecting Haitian, the richness of Haitian culture and what that country's gone through. I think it's kind of a, a wrong for Erica Badu's character to. Um, this is your PC where your PC is going to come to slap you in the face because there's nothing politically correct about any of this. And let me just say that Erica Badu is everything in this and my favorite part of the whole movie. Like, I fucks <laughs> with Erica Badu because she was so good. I loved her in this movie. But then again, 
I am a big fan from the 90s. Like, mm-hmm. I go way back, and Erica Badu can do no wrong. Um, I don't care what she did to Andre 3000. He deserved it. <laughs> you know I what I'm saying? I listen to her CD, like, but... Like, she's dope as hell. And I want to see her act more, like, in everything. She she legitimately had great work with her eyes and yeah. good character turns, but something about that character was off. I did not appreciate that this movie was using some voodoo magic to incite the whole... Well, it was, first of all, it was a joke. Let's start there. So she had the obligatory... Um, black panther chair in mm-hmm. her with behind her beads yeah. you know in the back of a beauty shop like it you know it, and she was, it was a grifter she didn't yeah. she didn't believe her own scam not at all and she's like what it really worked you know so it, it was it was comedic i mm-hmm. I, don't, I didn't take it at all seriously but again i'm not haitian yeah. <laughs> uh, and so i probably would take offense I'm black and I've people have said all kind of things that um, have have offended me about black Americans and, and such. So I would definitely respect that and say yeah. that, you know, hey, let's, you know, narrow that down. We have to be equally uh, outraged when stuff like that happens. And you're right. That is very disrespectful. But I think when it comes to comedy, it people, worked for you. Yeah, people, no, I, don't, I won't say it worked because it was stupid, but nothing worked <laughs> in this movie. Nothing worked in either one of these. You mean the um, Jamal's Balls videos didn't work for you? I was told, yeah, it's great. Uh, that's fine. <laughs> that's the case where the, the, movie's, t- the movie's telling you <laughs> you're funny. supposed to be offended by this. This is white people making a dumb video, but you're also supposed to laugh on it on some level. Oh, when you you mean when he's going and they're trying to woo him to come into the agency? And they show him the the, vi- yeah, the, the video, the, the, Jamal's balls the video. Videos, yeah. Yeah. <sighs> yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry. It's like size here. I okay, kind of third size. Like Jamal and um, Tracy Morgan. I'm forgetting his character's name. They kind of. I f- was looking at the movie like they were looking at the video, kind of at that point. Yeah, I mean, look. Unfortunately, those videos exist, right? Absolutely. So why yeah. wouldn't yeah. white agents think that this is how you relate to somebody who's yeah. a kid or whatever? Now, you know, so it is uh, almost kind of like um, reflective yeah. a, a little bit. Like, why would you do that for me? Like, oh, yeah, this is that thing. And let's go back to a sidebar because I'm always taking over and taking this down off track. Have you ever, like... Okay, you represent white people today, right? So. I won't say proudly, (laughs) but okay. So who speaks for you? Trump? (laughs) That's a complicated conversation. I think as a citizen of the United States, we all have to take some. You can totally keep it simple. We have to keep some response. We have to keep. We have to accept, all of us have to accept some responsibility, but I would say, no, I don't share his perspective. Oh, I know that for sure. What I'm saying is usually when a black person gets into a position of power, that person speaks for me. Oh, yeah. Like, how yeah. how the hell, you know, Al Sharpton, I don't believe anything he says. He but doesn't get to choose what I what I think or anything People like have that. that expectation. But people have that expectation. And so that goes back to what I'm saying in terms of being in that room is uh, rap culture or rap music, hip-hop mm-hmm. speaks for everything that's black. So yeah. now we have to... Uh, fold that into every single narrative that comes up when you're trying to because you get white men who think they're clever trying to talk hood to someone who it's totally inappropriate yeah and i and i love oh if white people talk to me like that i love to make sure i look at them crazy like 
don't do that. And mm-hmm. I will, I'll call them on it every single time. Mm-hmm. I think that's happened here before. Co- code switching. Mm-hmm. I know. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. So, well, oh, go ahead. No, no you go yeah. ahead. No, after no, you. No, no, yeah, yeah. Yeah, okay. I, I was, I was to, to flip back to what women want. I can just not get on board with Nick's character at all. His arc, to me, never becomes sympathetic like the movie wants it to. And one chief reason for this is how he treats uh, Marissa Tomei's character in it. They give him, The movie gives him an out of her mistaking him for gay and him being like, oh, yeah, 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 I'm gay. But to me, that's not an out. He, The movie's having a fun montage of him getting to use his powers, and part of that montage sequence is... He seduces Marissa Tomei and ends up uh, sleeping with her because he he mind raped her pretty much and took took her thoughts and used them against her. And then she's obvi- she's distraught over this, like, and and um, has a, a emotional breakdown towards the end. And the movie gives him an out, but I would not give him an out for that. You mean men don't do that? They're not supposed to do that. Well, not to this level. You don't have the you don't have the intimate thoughts to do it with. He has he has like a, gotcha. it's like a bump stock on a gun. He's cheating, kind of like. Yeah, I. And why is this poor woman always playing this character? If you look yes. at um, Crazy Stupid Love, she plays the same character to Steve Carell. It's she does actually. You're right. Um, I think that to address what you said, uh, Marissa, Marissa Tomei's character, I, I found it very strange that you actually start out the movie with a love interest and then you but you have another person in your sights that's going to ultimately be the love interest in the Helen Hunt Mm -hmm. character so to me somebody has to die right like somebody has to fall off and why would they choose to drastically like take her down like that I don't know I don't that was kind of mean-spirited yeah uh, in a way um but it is very common yeah it is um uh, so common that that kind of is how um, the world works for women. Yeah. So it to to think about it, there's a lot of there's a lot of times when um, if you're thinking about what women wants in terms of just the con- concept without overdoing the comedy, if you're thinking about it, what women do want, which they actually never address. Mm-hmm. Did you ever realize that? Like they ever, they never actually realize, like come to any kind of thesis or or final analysis of what women want and they or want, what they men want, want. If they want you to say sorry, he comes and says sorry to her, and she's like, "Oh yeah, I'm now I'm gonna fire you." That's then so fuck ridiculous. You. That's so ridiculous. Yeah, it, just say sorry. That's what women want. Yeah, just to, just to show up and say sorry. Me? Uh, sorry, I stole your ideas and stole your job. Oh, gee, but I learned a lot along the way. I thought it was so stupid. I think that what women want is the exact <laughs> same thing as what men want. Mutual respect. Oh, my gosh. Shocking. What? But also Taraji Henson showed us that, too, what they want when she uh, fucks the, the, the swole boy in the elevator. <laughs> That's what she really wanted. And, I that that was listen. We don't want it. I am going to just remove my thoughts on that whole thing because and first of poor, all, he had biker pants on. But that poor Who, woman, they took away her scene too because then he turns out to be a freak. It's like, why couldn't the poor woman just get what she wanted? And what's wrong with the ball gag here? Now? What, what's wrong well, with this? Maybe maybe that, I get it. That's not her thing, but she should at least. She know. totally ran. Like you, you know, oh, apparent. What was that? Your favorite? Uh, your favorite movie. Um, 
you know, what you call it, the wealth porn or whatever. What was that movie? Oh, Fifty that was Shades so of Grey. Yeah, Fifty Shades of Grey. That's Fuck like that movie. <laughs> Apparently, that's supposed to be like that movie had no sexuality to it. That is zero. wealth porn. That no, not a sexy movie. No, it was nothing sexy about it. But it just reminded me of that. Like I thought that's what women want. Yeah. Remember? Yeah. No. Isn't that what women want according to the wealth porn movie? Uh, okay. God. So, um, but yeah, uh, this movie and in this concept. Let's just go with the concept because I have to look at it in a bigger picture. This concept in general. Um, is not something that would appeal to me. Yeah. Um, and what happens with gender fluid people? Can you hear half their thoughts? Okay. Here you go again, Jared. You're down this hard road for me. All right. Well, I'll make a diversion then and say, I, can, I have something that'll blow your mind. Oh, goodness. Something okay. else? So again, they're trying to make Mel Gibson's arc convincing. He's a good guy. So what do they have him do? He stops a suicidal woman that works for him, right? He stops her suicide. Oh, yes. Mm -hmm. And he saves her and he gives her the job back and gives her a great role on the new account. But then immediately what happens after that? He gets fired. And the movie doesn't tell you. He just rehired this woman. He didn't tell anybody. So that means she's still fired. <laughs> That's true. But or she's not fired, but she still has the lowly uh, the paper... Walker Jockey, with right. that's, all, that's what she did for a Walk back and forth with papers paper. and dropped yeah. them a few times. That's, that's what you do when you develop characters in comedies. They walk around with heavy stacks of paper. And puts them on desks, put a paper over there. Yes. But so her whole, her, she, what happened to her? She didn't get to, to get to be a copywriter. I'll say it like this. It was a device, clearly. Hello. Okay. And um, what happens, That's this is what happens when you decide that I'm not going to focus on anything. Like my character is my actor. My yeah. lead actor is uh, taking over me mm -hmm. as a director. This was a female director, Nancy Myers. Mm -hmm. And um, he is clearly telling everybody what to do as demonstrated by, like you said, his lack of arc yeah. in this. Right. So um, his a clock is right twice a day. Mm hmm no matter whether it works or whether it doesn't work, right? So um, that's where it kind of gets muddy. They decided, I keep telling you that this is a money grab, and that's on both ends. It's art. Oh. No film. No film's a money grab. It's all a piece of art. How about the opposite? No <laughs> film is art. It's all a money grab. Yeah. Explain this moment to me. Right before Mel Gibson loses his powers, he goes into the alley in uh, Chinatown, and uh, there's lightning and electricity arcs. <laughs> Why is there like a pseudo magical Asian woman watching him and smiling? What is that trying to say? <laughs> like you can't like a piece of magical realism is more convincing because a magical Asian person's looking at them. Well, why can't you just allow boxes to get checked, Jared? Okay. Why can't we just check boxes here? It's either if there's a if there's a magical telepathy occurring, there either has to be a voodoo, Erica Badu, or a magical Asian woman in there somewhere. Don't you know that people of color, quote unquote, mm -hmm. are magical? Yeah, I guess so. Did you didn't know that? Oh yes, yeah. I saw. Um, what was it the Green Mile? Duh. You know these things. JC. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. G Jesus yeah. Christ. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I agree with you. You think right? I'm not going to agree with you, but I do. No, no, I'm just saying, uh, you know, it, it was ridiculous. First of all, if you drop a um, 
just FYI, folks, if you're trying to figure out what women want and you drop a hairdryer in the in the water to figure it out, you're going to die. Yeah. Okay? Yeah. So there's really actually no coming back from that. Yeah. Even if it's just a toe. Or when he held it in the rain and got struck by lightning. <laughs> but it didn't it didn't take away the power, though. Yeah. So it's kind of me- like messing with, but it may be like the moon wasn't at the right angle. Yeah. You know, that kind of thing. So. And I'd like to say uh, fuck you to Alan Alda in this movie for firing <laughs> Helen Hunt. This guy is making too many flippant managerial decisions because he fires Helen Hunt just because she didn't lead in a meeting. But hello, she's been there like four days. She set up the Nike meeting and she had guided her team to do the presentation. Like why? And she landed this account just because he did the you don't just fire her. OK, hold on. He's so- a worse character than Nick is. I think that where everybody is guilty, myself included, in a movie like this, you don't have a time frame. We don't know where we are in time and space at mm-hmm, all. Mm-hmm. Be- and the, I say that because kind of midway through the movie, when he goes into her office and she's there late at night, mm-hmm. she's been there for a while. Yeah. So she hasn't really been there for weeks. She's, I think, been there for months, and you'll miss it if you blink. Yeah. Because that's the down, I guess, the only moment of, of quiet and peace in the movie. So It was less than two weeks, though, because the daughter was staying with him for two weeks. No, they messed up the time frame. Okay. But you could be right. I'm going to hold them to Clearly. That. To me, it was less than two weeks. Okay. Yeah. And you get fired in two weeks? I don't think you could do that, no, can you? No, And she, again, even if she didn't speak in the meeting, she landed the biggest account they've ever had. Yeah. Well, no, she's a woman, Jared. All right. Yeah. You and your ridiculous, like, logic. I, Alan Alda is a sweetheart to me. I, can't, I refuse to believe he did that. No, he isn't. He was in MASH. That's true. Yeah. So that means he's forever sucks. Yeah. I agree with you on that, MASH. <laughs> Just hearing the music for MASH, oh, for me, God. was like, I can't find them. Uh, suicide may be painless, but that theme song is painful. <sighs> Can I ask you a question? How many, no. sp- how many sports agents and agencies can Atlanta support? I've never met a sports agent in my life. I've met sports agents. Um, and I don't know the answer to that question. But apparently, um, there are lots of agencies. There's lots of managers. There's lots of handlers. But, but in- they're, <laughs> they're at a giant agency in Atlanta, which I think might have two sports teams, maybe. And, like, half the time, half the agents are saying, well, I'm leaving and starting my own agency. Well, I'm leaving and starting my own agency. Well, that, that first of all, that's your small mind. Why would they only just be representing clients that have teams in Atlanta? Like William Morris if, or ICM or whoever, they, they represent a mass of clients. They don't, yeah. in, in all movies and all. Okay. So I'm just saying. That makes sense. It? I'm just it's not they just that's just the location they chose for their brick and mortar i guess but it can support as many athletes as are in uh sports i guess if even if every athlete had their own agent or agency attached to them they could have that many yeah it was just sad to me that um taraji her character ollie she didn't seem to have any moments to have as, as much fun with her powers as Nick did in What Women Want. 
I think I she, think she had a great time at the wedding. <laughs> that wedding where she melts down and just destroys every relationship in the room. You I think she had it. fun? Uh, yeah, because she. I think that's when she realized she was a jerk, and she, she lost everything and everyone. And they all came right back. But remember, she afterwards she's in the hospital, and she's like, nobody's here. Yeah, you know. And, could she um, have been more tactful? She could have accomplished the same thing without blowing up everyone's spot in that ceremony. She could have totally did that, like took her girl to the side and been like, look, bro. Yeah. Yeah, she she could have. Not but, as fun and cinematic, though. Right? It's kind of the same exact thing that happened in The Best Man. Yeah. Like, I think we watched, the, like, all the same movies over mm -hmm. and over again. We're going to have to come up with some more <laughs> thoughtful <laughs> mashups here. No, I think we're doing a great job. Okay, but, wait. But I, I mean, like, she almost like for, she almost got to fuck the the guy in the elevator. Like that would have been a good moment for her. But she that got the movie took that away from her, pulled the rug out from under her. Whereas Mel Gibson gets to put on. He had this montage where he's wearing a turtleneck, almost like he's like evil Mel Gibson for a moment. <laughs> and he just, when you wear and a turtleneck, you turn evil. He goes around. He goes to the nail salon. He goes to the. To, he's going all around listening to women, just taking notes and having fun. And um, and you're like, she didn't really, I don't remember her getting a moment like that. No, I think that they still want to keep uh, the VJJ intact. Um, so they don't allow women to still do the same thing oh. as men. That was where they drew the line, right? She doesn't get, so yeah. she gets to be more choosy with her snatch than um, a male would be with his yeah. male parts. So I think that's the only part that they actually kept it into the, women are a lot more selective with who they sleep with and everything doesn't go. I hope like, I don't know. I, I guess maybe again, I'm not speaking yeah. for all women, just like Al Sharpton doesn't speak for all black people. Right. Yeah. 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 Well, the, if this movie was made today, like it's to it me made today. Well, uh, well, I'm, uh, I'm, you're right. So if what women want was made today, like to me, that it was Mel Gibson displayed the pinnacle of mansplaining. He was like manned mindsplaining. Like he was literally taking women's thoughts out of their head and restating and them it. before they even got to say them and then taking credit for it and it being genius. And that to me was one of the kind of most poignant takeaways from that movie is you can really see mansplaining on full display in that. I did think it was weird that Helen Hunt thought that it was endearing that he took the exact words out of her head mm -hmm. as opposed to spooky like every time it happened too. like, like you don't think that this is there's something wrong here like, like you literally described the a to z commercial i just dreamt of and you described it perfectly oh that's your idea yeah and he's that gaslighting was, her in a way too because he's right. like oh yeah those are my ideas yeah so um yeah these these you know, it's all in fun, but it is fun to take a good dive into even this genre of romantic comedy, comedies, and just take a deeper look, right? Yeah. Let me ask you this question. Yep. Who was better at their job? Was Nick Mel Gibson a better ad agent, or was Ali Taraji a better sports agent? I think we don't spend as much time with Nick as an ad agent, mm -hmm. as we do with Ollie, they focus a lot more on yeah. her doing her career. So she was the real Jerry Maguire yeah. as opposed to like, that was a device in that storytelling uh, way. That was the only difference yeah. I think in the movie, he doesn't, he spends more time exploring the voices in his head. Yeah. What was the movie where the, Oh, 
Okay. Do you know what this movie is? Do you what, what did movie? you realize what this movie was? The one we watch we watched? Yes. It what? was I, I give you one guess. Jerry Maguire. Look who's that. talking. Oh, so it's it's like look who's talking because uh, you it's uh, ADR. Well, look who's talking was the done well version of what men want and what women want. Like to hear what babies have to say. Okay, yeah. And think and how that comes into the world was much more clever um, at that time. I don't remember when that happened, but that was probably. I think oh, really early, really 90. early. Yeah. And it was really cute and, and, and fresh. Um, but it it kind of like grew. And then I think they did a dog version. Yeah, so that's hear. Look Who's Talking Now. With the dogs? Look Who's Talking To adds Roseanne Barr to the mix. Look Who's Talking Now adds oh, look dogs to the mix. Look at you. Look at the big brain on Jared. Look at me. Yeah. Look Who's Talking. <laughs> okay. <laughs> well. But you're right. Like, they don't say... They don't, Ali is good at, despite the day, day she showed up with a Jimmy on her back, she was good at her job. She knew how to talk uh, sports agents with people. Whereas when you just see Nick's advertisement, it's all dog shit. It's like a bottle of booze <laughs> with a sexy woman next to it. Right. It's like, great, really hard to sell alcohol, Mel Gibson. I thought it was such a poor use of Aldous Hodge. Like, I think he's great. He's um, such a good actor. And then, um, not to say that, I, and I love Taraji. I think she's super entertaining. Mm -hmm. And she was funny in this. The only mm -hmm. reason I could get through this movie was because of her, yeah. right? I thought she was great. But the movie was, um, you know, it was a little campy for me. But I think that she had, it looked like she had a good time doing it. Um, and I didn't understand why, though, um, that she had this extreme meltdown, like her character, right? Mm -hmm. Why did she... Um, feel it was okay to use a man and his child without like how these and that could have fallen that should have fallen apart like it never really did until well, it later did the, on you know but it was just kind of like how do you um, kind of being a jerk what, there was something you just brought up before and it, of course my mind has, has frazzled away but how do you take somebody's kindness mm -hmm. right in in his character single dad widower um and then like oh yeah i'll use him she manipulated him yeah <laughs> like oh my gosh oh you well, were talking about just asked, Tomei. yeah 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 so she uh, manipulated him similarly but it's like in this movie she ends up with the marissa tomei character kind of right yeah the person you took advantage of and yeah because she didn't have a second love interest unless you count the guy in the spanx the elevator the, well, I would say Tracy Morgan. Like, that's, they were on the poster together, so you expect, oh, they're going to get it. No, if you even look at the poster, it's so milk toast. Like, <laughs> what? <laughs> doesn't, the post, like, the box art doesn't make any sense. Well, she's looking away. He's looking at you like, hi. <laughs> but I'm, whatever. I'm Tracy I hope Morgan. they got paid for this. You know what I'm saying? Like, get them checks. Yes. <laughs> All right. What's the wokest? What's the wackest? Do I have to? You have to. And you can use as many qualifiers as you need to. I'm going to go with um, what women want as the wokest. And I'm definitely going to have to go with what men want as the wackest. The reason I say that is because although it is a, a ripoff of Look Who's Talking, if you ask me, 
Um, it was original 20 years ago. I think that um, it was whack for what men want to not actually dive into what women, what, what men want from a woman's perspective. I think that was a huge mistake. Um, but it was, it was a fun ride. Yeah. I'm going to say what men want is the wokest and what women want is the wackest. Whereas even what women want felt more movie-ish, like felt like I was watching a movie than what men want. But I could never get over Nick's character. I just thought he was a piece of shit the whole movie all the way through. And I was mad that the, I don't care that you learned empathy. You're still a piece of shit. But he, he bought his daughter a prom dress to go with an overage guy to the prom. You know what? Him showing growth would be, hey, your daughter decided to sleep with the guy and you still loved her. Rather than, what? oh, I'm so proud of you. What, you dad, what parent does that? You're, uh, clearly, your kid hasn't come into the world yet. Yeah, maybe not. <laughs> I don't know. Said I just, no parent ever. I just don't, I'm not, I don't like Mel Gibson in that movie. I don't think you like Mel Gibson. Hey, I love uh, Mad Max movie. Mad Max? Did yeah. you like die? Road Warrior? I mean, like, you went way back, like, beyond like Thunderdome. Braveheart. I've never, I can never make it through Braveheart. I like Lethal Weapon 3. Lethal Weapon 1 was great. But I really just like uh, Leo. I like, okay, um, okay, okay. I like uh, The Beaver. Passion of the Christ. That was, man. Whew, I'm still crying like, over that. Uh, like, I still cry in the car because uh, of that movie. What's the, like, Mayan one? Oh, heck yeah. So you like you're like a huge fan, basically. Oh, right? oh, I guess I'm the biggest Mel Gibson <laughs> fan ever. No, I think he's a good actor, and, and he a makes good director. as a director, he makes really interesting choices. That movie was awesome, though. Actually, he's just a person with a complicated psyche. He's a, he's an interesting, he's problematic person. He's a cuckoo bird. All right, so is that it for us? Yeah. Do you want to tell people how they can uh, check in with us, follow us? Um. Yeah, you can follow us at B&W Movies Pod on Instagram and on Twitter. We are doing this for so much fun. So it's so much more fun. We thank you all for joining us on Instagram. We tried something new today. Um, and uh, you could join us. We'll probably be posting this to, well, no, we'll probably, we will be posting this to Instagram. Uh, shit. We'll be posting this to iTunes. Ditcher, um, and all other Breaker. places. Anywhere you listen Anywhere to podcasts. Anywhere you listen to your podcast. Choose your preferred he, you, podcast. Did you see he asked system. me to do it, and then he jumps in and does it for a me? It's such a man way of doing this. A melsplaining, <laughs> as we'll call it from now on, melsplaining. Yeah. And um, next time I won't chew gum, so I apologize to the listening public. I forgot to take my gum out, and um, yeah. Go ahead. Can you tell them for real, though? Please do it. Do it now. Yeah. Like, follow us on Twitter, Instagram, uh, BNW Movies Pod. Thanks for watching. Uh, email us at blackandwhitemoviespodcast at gmail.com. We will take suggestions for future episodes. And listen to us and like us if you can on your preferred podcast delivery system. Thank you so much. And thank, thank you. you to our producer, Eric, of course. Thank you, Eric. <laughs> E-Dog Production. <laughs>